Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm a mom of three kids, ages two, five, and seven, and I live in Southern California. And I'm Megan. I am the mom of five kids, ages six through 17, and I live in Michigan. This is the Mom Hour, part of the Life Listened Network. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Mom Hour. I'm here, as always, with Sarah Powers. Hey, Sarah, how are you doing? I'm great, Megan. How are you? I am great, and we have some great news to share, don't we? Yeah, awesome. Well, we are just so grateful for everybody who's listening. We keep getting awesome little emails and comments and tweets um, that people are starting to enjoy this show, and it's brand new, so we just feel really lucky. And um, the Mom Hour was recently listed in iTunes' new and noteworthy section. So if you go to iTunes, either on your phone or your computer, they have shows that they recommend as new and noteworthy, and we were right up there, kind of near the top. So you yeah. said that that's not something that you can just uh, you you didn't shake any hands. No, to that no, happen, right? <laughs> that's a big deal. I mean, it, there's no inner. I mean, not that I know of. There's no way to sort of get in with the right people to make that happen. They just listen to your show, and if they like it and they deem it new and noteworthy, uh, you make the list. And the other cool thing was we made the the overall list, not just in the family and kids right. and parenting right. section, we were like listed, I don't know, we were maybe like sixth or seventh in yeah. Yeah. For overall. So that's yeah. really exciting. It's a big yeah. deal. So thank yeah. you. everyone. It's awesome. Who's and I think and- it shows too in the little notes and stuff we've been getting that that um, kind of validates that people are actually out there listening. So thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, if you are listening and loving this show, we would love for you to leave a rating or review. Um, because the downside of being put out there <laughs> like that into the public is that, you know, a lot of new people listen to your show and it might not be everyone's cup of tea. Maybe they're not a parent or whatever. And so <laughs> the, the con- we got some funny comments. It's, it's funny to me. And I think, I think that if people who are really listening and loving the show and leave a comment or review um, or rating a review about what they like about it, then other people who stumble across it will understand that if it's for them or not. And so right. we want, we want people to and not just grouchy people, just not grouchy no. people. They, you know, they're out there. They're out there. It's okay. <laughs> Put us in our place. Yes, exactly. It keeps us from getting a big head. (laughs) So today, Sarah and I are going to be talking about the end of school year. Um, We are thick of it here. When do you get out of school? We go late. So we go till June 19th, which for the country is late. 
Yeah, our I think our last day is June the fifth. Um, okay, that's probably average. Yeah, I think that's about average. Yeah. Yep. Usually we end the week after <laughs> Memorial Day, and that's okay. Definitely how it's working out this year as well. Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor Haya is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. So specifically, we're going to start by talking about those outings. And I know this is something that's maybe a bigger deal for me because we live in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So this time of year, um, it's beautiful out. Like suddenly the weather is getting great. You're in Southern California. So yeah, you know, what's you know, what's ironic is today it is raining buckets in (laughs) mid-May. But yeah, yeah, we don't have as much of a weather weather differential this time of year. Yeah. But yeah, for you, I feel like you guys probably, and I have lived in that climate where it's like everyone goes outside, literally everyone, because everyone's been inside for so long. Exactly. You've got to cram all of your outdoor activities into a very short season. And we've got, you know, we've got later nights now. So the sun's not going down until like nine, you know, where you, it was for a while, a couple months ago, it was five, five thirty, six o'clock. The sun was going down. So you feel like you have all this time. But the irony is our lives haven't slowed down. Right. Um, our schedules, if anything, for School's us, have picked out. up. School's yeah. not out. There's end of the year, you know, assemblies, end of the year meetings. I've mm-hmm. got kids in all different grades now. So there's so mm-hmm. many meetings and concerts and assemblies mm-hmm. and all these different things. We've got um, sports. So Owen's yep. playing baseball and that's taking up several nights a week. Maybe your kid's playing soccer or whatever. And it's like we want to be out enjoying this time. But, right. but it's hard because... <laughs> 
uh, we don't have any more extra time. Right. Right. So this time of year, I really focus in on those easy little simple kind of outings. And so we can kind of talk about that a little bit and then we can talk more generally about the end of the school year. Um, Great. So one of the things that we like to do is just walk to get ice cream. It sounds really simple, right? And like, and, and like anybody could do that at any time of the year, but it's something that you can do in 20 minutes or Uh 40 minutes. You can do it on your way to someplace else. So if you've got a, a, you know, a game or a practice to go to, Mm -hmm. you can just stop by. And so it kind of feels like that beginning of the summer, Mm -hmm. um, but you're not actually investing a lot of time or money in it. Um, right. Another thing that we do is we'll sometimes pick up sandwiches or, you know, just make sandwiches at home or even sometimes grab fast food or whatever and take it to the ballpark. So if we're yeah. having, if we have a practice or a game um, and we want to make it feel a little special, we might bring dinner with us. I love that idea. We've been doing that. So Reed's doing baseball t-ball. <laughs> it's like the tiniest, you know, like the <laughs> yeah. division, all yes. of the A's in a row. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um and our practice is on Wednesdays at five o'clock. So it's five to six, which we don't eat dinner at five, but we usually eat dinner close to six. So by the time you get home from a five to six practice, if something's not ready, then it gets late. And, you know, so I've tried everything this season. I've tried, um, you know, having something in the crock pot. I've tried just doing something really easy, having leftovers when we get home. And then I have also been bringing, a picnic to the ballpark and the girls and I will eat. And it's usually something really simple, almost like a snacky type dinner, mm-hmm. cheese and crackers and fruit and all that. Um, and then Reed will just kind of, I'll kind of feed him when we get home. But that is, it makes it feel, especially if you're passing time with other little kids anyway, at right. a practice, it makes it feel like we brought our picnic blanket and you know, this is dinner. So yeah. I, agree. I like that one. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, anything like this time of year, I think we're all just kind of tired of the routine and everyone's looking, Mm -hmm. you know, even if the weather's been beautiful all year, like where you are, you know, you're, you've been doing this now for eight months, the school thing, and everyone's ready for something new. Um, now do you allow your kids to stay up later when it gets Mm -hmm. lighter out or do you stick to your bedtime? Um, I, I, yours are littler. Mine are littler. And, um, my oldest is at the age, well, actually both of my older two who are seven and almost five, they're starting to sleep in, in the mornings a little bit. So Mm -hmm. when we get to summer, this will probably be the first summer where I really can relax about bedtimes a little bit. The problem before was that I have just really naturally early risers and they would wake up early no matter what. And you're kind of a naturally early to bed person. So if you don't put them to bed early, you don't get any time. Exactly. So, but that's kind of a cycle. So are they like that? Because that's how I've made them (laughs) probably. (laughs) Um, but I, I have noticed Allegra and Reed will sleep in now a little bit if they stay up later. And so that, that makes it much easier, especially once we get to summer that I'm fine having them stay up later. The problem was you, you can do that one or two nights, but if you do that every night and they're still waking up at six or six 30 in the morning, nobody's happy. You know, it's just right. not enough. It's not enough sleep no matter what time of year. So, so far we haven't relaxed bedtimes yet, but I will in the summer. The, they, those kids go to bed at about eight. Um, and Violet goes to bed about seven 30. So they're, it's all pretty early, but I will say one thing we do is I feel like I shift the time that other things happen in the evening so that we can be outside and be playing right up until bedtime. Oh, that's so yeah, like, that's nice. So like I might do a bath um, after school one day. If we don't have Mm -hmm. anything going on, we're in that like four to five o'clock hour where um, we might be waiting for my husband to get home or there's nothing really. I might say, okay, everybody's doing bath and showers right now so that we can then we can have dinner, maybe eat dinner outside and play right up until bed. So I don't I don't necessarily push back bedtime, but I do find myself like shuffling around the rest of the evening routine 
so that we can be outside right up until bed. And we have like this super, you know, um, like tons of kids on our street. Cul-de-sac-y kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you hear them like Allegra will be like, mom, the kids are playing outside. I'm like, well, (laughs) it's eight o'clock. So I am, I really do kind of keep the bedtimes. That's just kind of my style. But like I said, there's still, I, I feel like we still might be out riding bikes at 637, 715 because then we just go right to bed. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally done dinner. So we might eat earlier or do something else to change it up. Well, that's funny that you've mentioned that because now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of realized like we, I might fudge our bedtime by 15 or 20 minutes, but I don't change it a lot during the school year for all the reasons you mentioned. Right. And, and also even my kids aren't, um, my kids aren't super early to bed and they're not super early risers. We kind of get up at the last minute possible right. in the morning, but I have noticed even 20 minutes, you know, 20 minutes is okay, but like half an hour past bedtime and Clara will start to kind of melt down. She hits yeah. that, she passes her tired point yeah. and then it's harder to get her to sleep. So, right. um, so we, but what, what we do is we're out, we're out longer. So it feels like we're going to bed later, even though we're not. Right. And right. often my kids will be out playing in their pajamas, like they'll yeah. have their pajamas on and be out, you know, riding yeah. their scooter up and down the alley yeah. or no, whatever. I love, I love that. Like yeah. You, that's, yeah, you can just kind of shift around yeah. so that you can get those outside. It's so pretty outside that time of night too. Yeah, it is. Going down and, and, yeah. and you see lots of other kids doing the same thing. Totally. totally. I remember when my kids were littler, I used to feel weird about that. Like well, after they've had their bath, they have to just get immediately into bed right. because right. otherwise they'll get dirty. But you know, right. you wash their hands and feet. It's like, right. well, how dirty right. are they? they going to get. And it all evens out. Like It does. You know, I just yeah. feel like we, you know, we might take, that's what I love about summer and stuff is you can take a bath like in the middle of the day if you want, like right. as long as you have your bath quota, which my, exactly. my expectations of that are pretty low anyway. And at some point everyone's so, going to get dirty anyway, right? Right. So exactly. You can't. In a 24-hour period, uh, someone's right. going to get dirty. Exactly. So Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing that I was just thinking of that we sometimes do, um, if I just kind of know the afternoon, by the time we get home, there's just not going to be any room for play. There's not going to be any time to just do stuff. I might take come to the school and let the kids play there like mm-hmm. an extra half hour in the playground. And I know all schools are different about whether they like kids right. to do that. Ours is pretty open. The playground's just always available. Um, That's nice. And so even when Clara was really little, I would bring her sometimes and then she would get to run around on the playground. And so the kids felt like they got a little park time or a little friend time because I would know once we get home and really hit it, by the time we do homework, make dinner, do baths and all that stuff, um, there wasn't going to be time left for free time with their friends or even necessarily free play time, which is kind of a bummer about this time of year. (laughs) But it is a reality and it doesn't last too long. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah, when you were talking, I was thinking about, I think one of the things, I think you and I are like in this way, and I think moms just get good at this, is almost like block scheduling. Not not like on paper necessarily, like you write it all down, but you kind of look at your week or your day and you, you realize, okay, where are the where are the pockets of time where we don't have anything going on mm-hmm. and where are the ones where it's going to be really busy? And then you kind of, like you said, sliding in like a quick playground time when there's not much else going on to kind of make sure they get that so that later on when it's go, 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 that need has been met. So yeah. I think maybe that kind of develops just as you go a little more naturally, but yeah. it, it does help. Uh, another thing, we live in a beach town and um, I know you are pretty close yep. to the yeah. water. Um, you know, sometimes this time of year is a really fun time to go hang out on the beach. I mean, we're not going to go in the water. <laughs> Lake Michigan does not get warm until August usually. Right. So right. you know this, right? Um, yeah. But you can still go have a lot of fun just kind of yeah. running around. And there's really cool sand formations that, oh, you neat. know, the winter kind of whips up the sand and they haven't usually gone yet and flattened it. 
yeah. for um because they go through with these machines and flatten it back down. Oh. But this time of year it can be really cool because the sand is kind of all built up into these weird dunes and it's really fun to go down there when it's kind of brisk and in mm-hmm. the evening and you still I get love, to I feel like well, because we have mild winters, I feel like a lot of our beach going since we moved here nine months ago has been in quote unquote winter off season months. So we're mm-hmm. still I mean, we we do beach in sweatshirts you know, we're not really in the water either. And also my kids are littler and this is the Pacific ocean. So until they like to play in the waves, but they're not like out there swimming yet. Right. So that's kind of like our beach reality anyway, is mostly sand digging and wearing, you know, we've been in sweatshirts and there hasn't been a ton of like full blown, just go swim and lay out. You you won't be there for a few years. It's too stressful when you've got little kids and you're like afraid the waves are going to steal them. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Lake Michigan is big too. You know, it's not, it's not joking around. Um, the undertow can be quite intense here. So, um, yeah, it's, I love the beach for just beaching, not necessarily for swimming. Yep. And we do that too on weekend mornings. That's another time. If you're, if your weekend mornings are not, uh, sports dominated, Mm -hmm. then that can be another, cause the after school to bedtime is just, there's a lot to pack in there. But, and sometimes, you know, weekends just get busy, but, um, we'll just sometimes get bagels and go down to the beach in the morning and it might be cool and you're wearing sweatshirts, but you're there and it's just something to do. And yeah. Oh, that's fun. I like that idea. Bagels at the beach. Yeah, we do it. (laughs) That's nice. Okay, so we're going to wrap up the sponsored segment of our um, overall discussion, but I think this is going to flow really nicely into the rest of our conversation. So just really quickly again, thanks to Kimberly Clark. Uh, the hashtag is celebrate family values. Check out pickupthevalues.com. And today we talked about Cottonelle flushable cleansing cloths, which are very useful if you have small and sometimes large children <laughs> on the go. Okay, Sarah. So let's talk about the end of the school year in a more general way. And mm-hmm. I keep thinking of that blog post that went viral. Yeah. Was it Jen Hatmaker? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's the end who of wrote school. about being yeah. the end of school year mom. Mm-hmm. Man, I have to say we are on autopilot. It's yeah. like everything is starting to fall apart. All the yeah. home packed lunches. I haven't the, packed a lunch in like four days. The wheels are falling off. <laughs> yes, the wheels are falling off. Like, so, I mean, we have, oh my gosh, like I, there's nights that I just realize I haven't checked anyone's homework folder. Yeah. Um, I'm checking it like madly in the morning, hoping they didn't have any yeah. homework. Luckily, was, that doesn't yeah. usually happen. Lunches aren't getting made. I mean, it's just a mess. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But- I feel like everyone's in the same boat. It is. There's another really funny, um, I think it was a BuzzFeed one. So it was similar to that Jen Hatmaker post, which we can link to in the show notes if you haven't read it. Or if you're new to school, like if you have a kindergarten or first grader and this is new to you, you right. will love if you're, it. And if you're yeah. feeling guilty, don't yeah. because yeah. this is what happens. But and there was another really funny one all made up of like animated GIFs from movies. And it's the same concept, like how you are at the beginning of the year and how you are at the end. Um, and I think... I think another blogger did that, but it was for BuzzFeed. So I'll link to that one too. It's hilarious. Oh, that sounds great. Well, because, and I feel like I go through several peaks. So I am, I'm like beginning of school year mom. I'm awesome. And then I start (laughs) to kind of fall apart a little bit, kind of like close to Christmas, like maybe like after um, or right before Thanksgiving. And then I get a little boost back right before Christmas because I love Christmas and I, you know, I try a little harder and then everything falls apart for, for the holidays and then I kind of get my groove back, you know, after the kids go back. And then again, it's like I just hit a peak of like a plateau probably in April. Yeah. Yeah. It's like as good as it's going to get. Yeah. <laughs> and then. Well, and they're just, I don't, this is like, I don't know, maybe this is just 
I don't think it's just our school, but I feel like they cram a lot of like organized, whether it's fundraising or fun stuff or like themed, like stop with the themed days, like stop. I mean, here and there, of course, but like, I feel like right when our energy is petering out, this is like this sudden frenzy of quote, air, big air quote, fun, like themed activities. And I just feel like, I, it's very well intentioned for sure, and it's probably planned when people have all of their energy. <laughs> right. But um, I just find myself like e- you either have to kind of like half-ass it or yeah. um, like opt out. Opt almost. out. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Okay, so I, maybe that's a little grinchy of me. I'm no, sorry. No, I don't think sorry so. Sorry out there if you are one of the people super gung ho on these. Because or if you're a teacher, because individual... I think teachers end up getting sometimes the short the short trip, oh. but. We're yeah. all just, and they're born out. I mean, yeah. yeah. it's funny now that I have the older kids and we talk sometimes about how funny and honest the older kids can be. Yeah. And, and they're just so much more like aware of stuff. Right. And so I'll hear my two teenagers talking and they'll be talking about so-and-so teacher being so grumpy and like, you can tell she's just done, you know? <laughs> and it's funny because I can imagine all these teachers hitting a wall and just being like, I'm done. I'm done with your kids. Like done. I'm. And so the first, to your point about all these organized things being crammed in last week, I think was thank a teacher day Uh or thank a teacher week or something. I think by the NEA, they had this massive, did you miss it? I don't know. I would have, except everyone was talking about it on social media. Teacher appreciation week that I saw like on social media, but our school's, each have one, my the elementary school and the preschool, and they're not yet. So they're closer to the end of the year. Okay. And it's two separate weeks. And both of them have something you're supposed to do every day. Like oh bring a flower for the teacher. Oh gosh, make a co- no. I mean, I could not love teachers more. I promise, promise, promise. But the, the sort of like uber organization behind it all like and the, the specificness just, the specificness yeah, the specificness it's like a lot to remember right yeah not even during the same week at I least you could so get bad it right now I no like it's I think it's you know what we're being honest and I think that if you talk to teachers they would probably would say yeah. it's so nice I love being recognized but if they don't get a flower from your kid on Wednesday right. of teacher appreciation right. week I think they're going to be okay like they're going to feel good right. about their job if they know right. that you're grateful for what they do um and it's you know so Back to my point about, I think it was Teacher Appreciation Week, I remember thinking, like, this could not come at a worse time because everyone's at the top, like, everyone hit the top of the mountain, like, a week prior, and now everyone's on the downhill slide. And so I could almost feel myself, like, rolling down the hill past all the people who were still kind of into it. And I'm like, I'm trying to slow down, but it's like I'm a snowball or something, an avalanche. I'm just sliding down. And um, we, so one of the things our, my daughter's kindergarten teacher, who's fantastic. I love her. Some, another mom in the class who I know pretty well was collecting money and it just to get her a gift. And it just slipped my notice and slipped my notice and slipped my notice. And then one day I got an email like, thanks everyone who contributed. And now I kind of want to write and be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I just totally forgot. Um, but you know, there was other things I was thinking about, like the fact that they decided to have, um, Dress like a farmer day. Oh, my gosh. The dress days. Yes, the dress days. Dress days. The funny thing was Clara woke up and I was panicking and running around the house like, what? You know, the boys just wore plaid shirts. That was easy. But I was right. like, Clara, what do you do? Do you have a hat? Like, I think she has a cowboy hat upstairs. 
And she said, Mom, I am not dressing like a farmer. <laughs> so I totally was off the hook. But just, you know, those are little things. But when yeah. you multiply it by several kids in different schools and trying to keep it together when your mind is on the fact that it's like beautiful outside and you're thinking about your garden and, right. you know, like all these different things, it's just hard to keep it all together. Well, and I think like we've talked, you and I have talked about this before. It's easy, especially if this is kind of your first time in all of this stuff. It's easy to think that everyone else is giving it their all and doing 100%. And then you have social media and the cute pictures. And so I think one thing that helps is to remind yourself, well, first of all, that it's about the kids and it's about the teachers, really. I mean, ultimately, and your school and things like that. But if, if your kid is super into it, I mean, that's a great example with Clara. If your kid is super into it and they're motivated and it's fun for them, then you can give your average amount of effort to make right. it happen. If it's not important to your kid and it's not vital to the teacher or the educational process, then it doesn't, you just don't have to do it all. Like you right. can just opt out, I feel like. Yeah. And sometimes there, you know, especially for those of us who are people pleasers and used to like following the rules, it can just feel like, that's not an option. Right. But, um, I think if you kind of read your kid and if, and some kids might be those that feel left out if they're not dressed up on dress up day and some are not, some don't care, you some know, so care. it doesn't, it can, it can, you can kind of start with the kid yes. and see and go from there and, and You're really so right. like, like you, give yourself permission to opt out or to yes. phone it in. You, you know? get, you get to decide the way you're going to be a school parent. And that's not yes. to say you can just completely opt out of all of it, obviously, right. but, but you do get to shape the way you're going to interact with the extra stuff. You right. know, like right. well, I look at it as things like, what are the non-negotiables? My kid has to eat something that right. doesn't have to be a lunch I pack, although that's my preference. Sometimes Sometimes I just have to make sure I pay their hot lunch bill and that's enough. Um, and they have to get to school on time and they have to um, have the stuff with them that they need and they need to do their schoolwork and, and they need to be nice kids while they're there. And if, right. if we meet those five criteria, right. um, I feel like, I you know, one thing I think that would be really great to link to in the show notes was the um, episode I did oh, from yeah. the home hour with, I can't think of her name. Erica. Oh, Erica Ladd, yes. Yeah. And we talked about, She's a, t- a teacher or has been a teacher, and now she mm-hmm. has a blog about, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah, bringing parents classroom. and educators, her, candid yeah. classroom, about bringing parents and educators together. And we talked about, like, as a teacher, what were her expectations of parents and what did she really need from parents? And it's such a reassuring mm-hmm. conversation because she's like, look, if your kids come to school ready to learn and with food in their stomachs, then you're already, like, ahead of the curve as far as right. I'm concerned. Right. Don't worry about yeah. the extras. It's a complete, like, take the pressure off. And yes. I think this time of year – is even like, it just is, it just, it just takes the guilt off of not, yes. you know, doing yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. um, Oh, and I was actually going to mention one other thing before we, mm-hmm. uh, but now I can't remember. So you, you talk. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say kind of going to like the, the overscheduling or the feeling oh, right. overburdened. One of the things I've tried to do, I notice like every year, this time of year is I just stop. I just leave our schedule for the most part wide open other than mm-hmm. what's already in there because right. someone said this around the holidays or I read this, you know, that you want to leave room for the, the last minute things yes. that you, that you want to accept. So if we you know when you go to that old saying of like saying yes to something is saying no to, to something, something else. else. Mm-hmm. But if you say, you don't even know yet what you're saying no to because so much happens last minute. And when we go back to spending time outside and being with our families and enjoying the warm weather, that's the kind of stuff that gets pushed to the side if yes. things are overscheduled. And there's already, so, I'm not saying like you say no to 
the end of your t-ball party because that might be that's probably important and meaningful for your kid but knowing that those types of things are going to happen every weekend that I just find myself like completely not signing up for anything new not committing Mm -hmm. to anything not planning any like outings or weekend trips because otherwise you it's it's too much it's already going to be too much so you might as well kind of start with start with nothing and know that it's just going to get filled in. Yeah, I like that. And Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Um, to your point about like letting your kid kind of guide, you know, if it's really important to your child, they will help you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Most great... of them. I mean, not all kids are organized enough to do that, right. especially if there's some kind of special need involved. But I've found that if something really matters to my kids, they won't let me forget. Right. Um, right. It's the time if you wake up in the morning and they're like, oh, crud, I forgot it's this special themed day or I'm supposed mm-hmm. to bring this extra thing. Right. And they're kind of like, meh then I don't feel like yeah. you're obligated. Well, that's to... just this morning. Yeah. Just this morning, Reed had um, show and tell because it's Friday in preschool and we're done with the letter of the week show and tell. So now it's like some other theme that I can't remember. And he was sick this week, so he hasn't been to school since Monday. And I was like, what do you want to bring for? And he's like, mom, how about I just don't bring anything for show and tell? And I was like, how right. about it? Let's how about go that? It. Yeah, so you're right. You know, yeah. And yes, it's such a good point is that when it's important to them, it's on their radar, you right, know? Right. Yes. And, and if they're really, if it's really important, I mean, I don't know about your kids, but mine are like a dog with a bone and there's no way it's going to get forgotten. And they right. can take responsibility right. sure. for a lot sure. of it. Even yeah. little kids. I yes, mean, if I, Reed was really wanted to do show and tell, he knows yeah. how to go find a toy. Totally. Totally. You know? No, I totally agree. <laughs> That's yeah. not something we need to guide as parents. Great. I remember when my um, two older sons were in a Montessori school and I was a very young mom and I, you know, I was poor. And I, so I already had this like all constant sense of, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough for the right. other parents in the school and like feeling like I had to be. It was a, um, I think Jacob was in kindy or maybe like a young fives and, and Willie or and Isaac was in uh, preschool and they had share day. Yeah. But it was like always on a different day every week. <laughs> and it had to be something from nature. They couldn't oh. bring a toy. It had to be something from nature. So I remember going out to our car in the morning and be like, oh, crap, today's share day. Kids, like, we lived in this apartment complex, so there was not that much nature. And I'd, like, run over there and find a stick. It was so stupid. Like, then yes. I'd put myself through that. Yeah. But I felt like they had to show up with a stick or a rock or a leaf, something that meant nothing to us. It's not like we'd gone right. out into nature and right. found it. Right. Um, Again, going yeah. back to it's well-intentioned <laughs> and even well, like – the theory is there. You can right. see how the teachers and the, but it just, it and just, especially as you get toward this time of year, it I just put way like too much pressure fizzles, fizzled yes. and died. So give yourself permission, moms, yes, to absolutely. just phone it in or yeah. opt out and let yeah. the kids take responsibility for the things that are important to them. Yes, um, We just, we sometimes impose like the peer pressure thing. And I don't want to diminish, there are some kids and some age ranges where it is important. You know, if, you, if everybody's dressed a certain way, it might be important to that kid that year to kind of be a part of the group. Right. But sometimes I think we impose that peer pressure. Like she's going to feel left out Yes, if, you know, she's not like at this event or Or I'm going to feel way. like a loser parent. Right. Right. Often it's not even, I have to admit, not even really about what the kid's experience is going to be as me wanting to like, me feeling this um, urge, like I need to prove to the teacher I'm paying attention right? or right. that yeah, to the other parents, true. like I'm with it. And so right. I just, I've really let a lot of that go, but it took a long time. Yeah. I mean, it takes that parent, you know, that feeling like we need to sh- prove ourselves to other parents and the teachers and people in right. charge um, is hard to get past. Right. So I want to address what you said about 
leaving time open mm-hmm. for the things that come up in the last minute stuff. And also, you know, spontaneity. Um, so I had this really fun experience yesterday. We got home from school about four o'clock and there were these two little dogs on our patio just sitting there Aww. like, Hey, Hey, Hey guys, what's going on? Aww. So we grabbed them. They, one was wearing a collar. Um, and the other one didn't have a collar, but there was no tags. And so, I was like, you know, usually the kids would do homework right after school and then we might have this, you know, organized kind of structured evening going on, especially um, on a Thursday night when the, the week is wrapping up and, you know, that's right. when you got to sign all the right. logs, the, very, right. <laughs> the various right. logs you have to do at the last right. minute and all that stuff. But I was like, kids, we are going to find this dog's owners. And so the dogs went in the garage and the boys made posters and they Aww. canvassed the neighborhood and all they of them, all the kids, all five of them went off together and canvassed the neighborhood and eventually... Ironically, via Facebook, we found the owners not not using our you know boots <laughs> yeah, on the but ground that is approach. Like the cutest like team it's activity, such, and it's yeah. such a like quintessential kid thing. Yeah, and at some point, I started to get a little anxious. Like, oh, I mean, they've been gone for like an hour. They have stuff to do. The teenagers have like schoolwork that should be more important. And then I thought, you know what? No, this is important. Like they're learning. Right. This is what you do when when your neighbors lose a dog, you help right. your neighbors find their dog. Like you, totally. What was our other option? I mean, right. Let them go and hope they didn't get hit by a car or call, right. you know, animal control. I mean, it was like, this is what neighbors do. This is what communities do. And this is what kids should be doing Agreed. on a beautiful spring evening. And it was, Agreed. it was really adorable. And well, I'm so and- glad that it worked out that way. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And if your kids are used to being scheduled or pretty busy, there's a little bit of growing pains, I think, in leaving that room. Um, And especially with younger kids who might just still need help, like with suggestions of what to do. And I just, my experience is it's worth going through those growing pains. Like it pays off in their ability to figure out things to do, to be outside when the weather's Mm -hmm. nice. Um, And so if it's, feels a little scary to not have things scheduled it doesn't to me because that's not my nature but I know people for whom it's like oh my gosh we have nothing going on like what am I going to do with these people it is it's not always pretty at the beginning when you're like like you said just dragging them away from whatever yes um but I think it pays off it does just in their ability to play with each other and be independent and have those experiences like you said that are so Mm life-teaching and you know kind of experiential learning that there's no room for if you're, if everything, if is, everything scheduled, is scheduled. Really. And the other thing that I, th- I think um, is something that comes kind of naturally to me, but doesn't always come naturally to people who, um, who do kind of depend on that schedule is like doing what's really important now, which isn't always the thing that you had planned. 
So right. when something Absolutely. comes up, being able to look at something and go, what is my priority? Okay, so I didn't expect to come home and find dogs on my porch <laughs> or my patio. Right. But now I need to make that my priority because that's more urgent. Right. Even though it's the spontaneous thing that just kind of came up. Right. And like just being able to juggle that and and realizing that you can maybe miss, you know, your reading time tonight or um, right. your IX. Right. I don't know what your, your kids right. have to do into these little online well, we could talk about that. No, day, yeah. But we'll have, yeah. Little computer games that they have to do where I'm like, okay, it's nice that they have to do that, but I don't really feel like it's essential. So yeah. that's going to get let go tonight, you know? Yeah. I think um, you and I maybe should have a um, homework episode. Oh my gosh. Feeling. I totally agree. Well, now in the fall, because I don't want to talk about homework. Yes, no, we will not. I actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's separate. No, we don't have, we're, we don't have much required online yet just because of our age. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm like super low tech with the kids because mm-hmm. I like to use those screens and iPads for my own advantage. That's exactly. Not, it's not because I'm a good person. It's because. No, you don't want to sit there and have to be like helping them with homework while they're on the screen. You want to be ignoring yeah, them. <laughs> when I get out the iPad or the movie, yes. I want it to be it's a very strategic decision on right, my part. So exactly. it's not, I don't, yeah, I don't want it part of my life in that um, kind of after school homework and playtime. So luckily we, yeah, I do, I do think we have too much homework, but so far it is not um, online or on it's the computer. Online. Ours, the homework online for us is like these little extra things. It's not even okay. technically homework, but it's like they have all these games and they're supposed to choose from a couple each week okay. and do like 20 minutes or whatever. And it's not a big deal. 20 minutes isn't a big deal, you know, three or four times a week. But when you have five kids, five kids exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. And some of them don't require any help and some require a lot of handholding, you know. And so Claire is only in kindergarten. She doesn't know how to navigate right. those things. She can't log herself right. in yet or get to a URL. So it's just a lot of work on my part. Right. But like you said, for her to, you know, for me to kind of oversee something for half an hour, I'd rather if she's going to be on a screen for half an hour, I'm doing my thing. Exactly. That's what I use it for. Exactly. We exactly. are awesome parents. Okay, so. <laughs> so, okay. So maybe, do you have something else that you want well, to say? Well, I wanted, I, not about that. No, I was going to talk about end of the year celebrations. I'm curious yeah, that's, if you guys. That's what I was going to say. I was okay. going to say, need to lighten the mood a little bit and talk about what we like or what we can do to celebrate. So go. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> nope. I wasn't going to lighten the mood yet. <laughs> I was going to ask if you have any obligatory end of school year. Like, for example, does Reed have a preschool graduation? No, thank goodness. Okay. Um, no preschool graduation. Um, no kindergarten graduate. We don't have anything no. like formal like that either. Yeah. Which thank no. goodness. He he'll have an end of season t-ball party, but mm-hmm. um, we are keeping it. It's I we've become good friends with most of the people. It's a really good low key, low pressure team um little league in our town is not i will say as it gets older it's like they mean business but our t-ball team is really great so it's like a potluck at someone's that's house fine. It's yeah, really that's fine really easy so that's our only end of season nobody's graduating from anything um so no i think I'm, we're good yeah i'm very thankful that this year and it must just i think different different school districts different communities are all different in their intensity levels around mm-hmm. these kinds of things but none of my kids have any kind of – so um, William this year is graduating fifth grade, and he'll be going right. off to middle school right. next year. Claire is leaving kindergarten, and a lot of schools have have ceremonies yeah. for kindergartners we have never, and fifth graders. We've never been – our preschools or our kindergartens. Yeah, I've done. really lucked out. Yeah. I had to actually write an article for a client um, for a website a few weeks ago about graduation parties. Mm-hmm. And after I wrote it, I assumed we were talking high school or college <laughs> – and after I wrote it, they came back and like they, they edited it to include preschool. And I thought, well, this isn't – I wouldn't give this advice for someone graduating from yeah. – like I wouldn't make um, 
a photo board for yeah. a three-year-old graduating from their pre-three class or whatever, or, you know, buy a bunch of, you know, um, tassel right. <laughs> themed oh de- decor. It's just so funny how that in, depends on the area. I think it depends on mm-hmm. the school, but like in some communities, that's really a big deal. It's too much. It's too much. And it's normal. What, what's, the, what's happened is it's become normalized, right? Yes. So like then it catches on at this like fever pitch and just reaches like, the onion level, like, <laughs> do you know yes. what I mean? Like, yes. Like, this is not real. Like, right. We, are, right. we are not doing this. We are not buying cap and gowns for four-year-olds. But right. anyway, no, yeah. I've been lucky too. We yeah. haven't had too much of that. And this year we don't have a, a ton of like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm really, I'm really curious to know where our listeners are at. So I, I would love yeah. for you guys to email us if you, about your end of your, you know, kind of the process or ceremonies if you have them at hello at the because I'm always so curious to know what people's realities are like yes you and I have just lucked into similar realities on different sides of the country um, right <laughs> and maybe you know just being the people we are maybe we intentionally chose places that That's felt true. laid back like that That's um, true. but I'm just really curious to hear what other other parents are going through and, and how they're coping with it yeah. Just to know if our experience is normal. Yeah. Know? Or leave us a comment on the show notes yeah. at themomhour.com. That's another easy place. Um, we got a couple of nice comments on the last episode right there. So that's we'll, we'll totally reply and have a conversation with you there as well. Oh, and you can also tweet us at the mom hour. Yeah. Awesome. All different ways to get in touch with us. Okay. So now we can lighten the mood. <laughs> now we can lighten the mood and stop the, um, the stop piling the, on. We've been, we've been griping and venting for the I last know. 20 minutes, but I in know. a very fun way, I think. So but back to the beautiful weather. No, I was just going to ask, is there any, because you are in that part of the country where it's so, it just makes your mood so oh good gosh, to have warm weather. Is there anything that you guys look forward to? You don't have any birthdays this time no. of year. Your the birthdays last are... birthday's in March. Um, yeah. and then not again till fall. Well, I have a summer birthday, but I really don't even count my birthday. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what do you guys there. do or what, or what are you looking forward to? I guess yeah. this time of year, even we, amidst all the craziness. Well, we always have, um, like a little end of school year celebration, usually over at my sister-in-law and brother's house, Jenna and John. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's usually really simple. Just, you know, we might grill or order pizza or make something really simple and make a dessert and the kids make little paper hats for the kids or whatever. It's, it's very, it's very relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's a good excuse for Jenna and I to have a glass of wine yeah. and just sit together out on, you know, but I have to say like backyard and patio sitting is one mm-hmm. of my favorite things to do this time of year. Um, and it's, that's kind of what we do from like mm-hmm. May through September mm-hmm. is we go to someone's house that has a backyard or a screened porch or a patio and we sit down yeah. <laughs> and we watch the kids run around and, you know, we watch the sun go down and, and, you know, it's, I love watching how, how it changes over the, um, season. So like when those first fireflies start coming out, that won't be for a couple Aww. of months. Do I know a side note is that I did not see a firefly till I was in college because oh we gosh. don't have them. And and they're obviously such like a um, quintessential childhood, yes. like magical thing. But I was like 19 because oh I, I went, so I grew up in California. They, we don't have fireflies. Um, and I didn't spend summers or do anything like that anywhere with fireflies. And then I went to college in Chicago, but I didn't really spend, you know, I was older. I was like 21 because I didn't spend summers there until like my junior year. So I was like this 21 year old who was like, oh my gosh, you guys, they're glowing. And my friends were like, yeah. And they're so anyway. slow and dumb. They're so easy to catch. That's what's Yeah. See, I went through all of that when I was 21. That's cute. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, 
I think for me, and, and fireflies are such a special thing. And up here, they are very much like it is kind of like a July thing. I think it's okay. when they really start to come okay. out. Um, so they, it, they're like not there, they're not there. And then you kind of see one night, you'll see a few, and then suddenly you'll see tons every night. And that's when the kids, that's when we'll stay up super late because right. by that point of the year, it doesn't even get dark enough for them to come out right. until 10 or 10 30, okay. but we'll just let the kids, you know, run around. And, so you have to let the kids stay up super late at least one <laughs> night. Yes. If you take, well, if you've, you know, if you're, if you're in Michigan or Chicago or something, yes, no point doing it at your house. Um, but I have this very clear memory of being about three and looking out and we, at the, the time we lived, we had this big backyard and then there was a field behind it and it was, must've been the middle of the summer and the entire field and the whole backyard was just lit up and I'll never forget yeah. it. It's like such a special memory in my, I think I was already in my pajamas. I went to bed early yeah. and those, I remember going to bed and listening in my room to the sound of Hill Street Blues um, <laughs> coming from the living room and going, can I come out and watch it? And my parents being like, go to sleep. We put you to bed, for, you know, ages ago. That and there was a show. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I'm actually going to try to think about this. St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere oh, yeah. and Hill Street Blues were the two that I could. I remember the theme songs. I remember laying in bed listening and being so jealous. Uh, sometimes my siblings got to stay. But anyway, <laughs> that night my mom went and got me in my little yellow footy pajamas. Oh. And we went out in the backyard and I ran around. And it was just, it's just awesome. It's I, I love that about. Yeah. That's what I love most about. This time of year, especially because it's so special here and mm -hmm. you don't get used to it. So I feel like every, like the lilacs are out right now. Mm, oh, yeah. And they're going to be gone in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been years when I've been really busy this time of year and I miss lilac season. Like mm -hmm. I kind of notice it, but we don't have a lilac bush. So I have to go out and find them. And, mm -hmm. you know, hope someone will let me steal one off of their bush. Um, or sometimes I'll just walk up and down the street and smell other people's lilacs. <laughs> well, and I think when your kids are little, just to jump on that, yeah. is like, it's a great time to point that out. I mean, we mm -hmm. get kind of nostalgic and, you know, appreciative of natural beauty now that we're <laughs> our age. Right. But if you have little kids, they are, that's like not dorky to them yet. Right. You know? So you can just fill your kids with those kinds of magical things. I mean, firefly, you know, and, and relive it for yourself. So that's, I mean, all those things that were like, Oh, I love the, you know, they will love it if you and do. So it's kind of, it is, a, especially with young ones that when the seasons change and things are, you know, I think that's, it's important and it's fun for it's them. It's fun. And it lets us do it. Yeah, exactly. Like dorks. Exactly. Cause I will walk down the street all by myself and smell lilacs, but it, I can kind of get a, more of a pass. <laughs> If I'm doing it with Clara. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, another fun thing. So my brother and I have started taking like late walks at night. Oh, nice. Um, after all the kids are in bed and you can kind of, do you ever walk around your neighborhood and look in people's windows? I love that. Well, actually I, I no, I, I am like a serial window looker in her. Oh my God. <laughs> That sounds so horrible. I know, um, but it's great. But, like I used to do it more driving in Chicago. I loved it when I lived in a city and mm -hmm. there's so many, like so many buildings so close together and you yes. drive in a neighborhood and see or walk and see stuff going on. It's like one of my favorite pastimes. That's so weird. Yeah, it is weird, but you know, I'm not peeping in their bedrooms. No, I no, just no, want to no. see like, you can see their light, their lamps and stuff and, yes, and their and decor. Like all living rooms look beautiful when yes. you're looking like, cause you can't see the mess on their floor. Absolutely. You, yeah, you just see the, the walls yeah, so it's and like, the light fixtures yes. and the woodwork. Oh my gosh. We just discovered a new shared weird. <laughs> we can add it to cauliflower and I don't remember. We've we, had some other ones. What we should start doing is going on walks at night and Instagramming. <laughs> 
But that would be a little creepy, wouldn't it? (laughs) Maybe if we could do it in a way where, um, where like there was no identifying, you know, features or whatever, like the people aren't actually. And sometimes you'll see a person and you're like, oh God, do they see me? You know? So I'm not like creeping on people. I'm just creeping on their houses. And like imagining what's going on inside their houses. And I've loved doing that since I was a kid. Like I've always loved that. Uh, well, we're, we're kind of strange people. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny though, like celebrations, like, I feel like these are all just like little things that we do that don't feel like anything when they're happening, but, but we do them every year, you know? Yep. So, well, and I think anytime the seasons are changing, it's fun. Um, this is silly. My kids are little, but we tend to count down to things cause they have a hard time waiting mm-hmm. and we have two birthdays. So we have a birthday at the very end of April and then the very beginning of June. And then in the middle is mother's day and Memorial day weekend. So may always has something you're either looking forward to like a three day weekend or someone's birthday or so we have a chalkboard in our kitchen and we'll just write a countdown right now. The countdown is to Reed's birthday. And fun. so, you know, that like things like that, the anticipation, or just the number of days till school is out, you know, yeah. or the number of days till your vacation or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's fun. And it also helps with little kids who have less of a concept of time. You know, they wake up in the morning and either we've already changed the number already or they'll, co- you know, they'll tell us if we forgot, like it's only 16 days till Reed's birthday or whatever. So right. um, that's another kind of, you know, marking the passage of time and the transition of the season this time of year. Yeah. Um, it's funny that <laughs> you mentioned celebrations and I was just going to say, yeah, and Mother's Day is coming up this weekend, but Mother's Day was last weekend. It was. <laughs> it just shows you where my head is right now. It Holy cow. Happened. It already it happened. So, didn't you? Well, you get breakfast in bed every day, so yeah, there's no difference. Not every single day, but <laughs> I mean, and mine was super low key because we had listened to your mother last weekend, which is, um, That's right. if anyone's listening and doesn't know what that is, it's a national, um, series of productions around Mother's Day that feature readings by local writers about motherhood. So is, every show is different. Um, there was like almost 40 this year. I think there were 30, awesome. it was in 39 yeah. cities this year. And so I co-directed the one in, in my neck of the woods. So the so week cool. leading up to that, it was it's a blur. I, there was so much to do at the last minute. And then the show was on Saturday. And then all I did was recover on Sunday. Yeah. So I just laid around all the day. It was fine. I mean, it was yeah. great. It just wasn't super memorable, I guess. Right. Evidently, since I forgot it happened. Obviously, you need enough. You should just keep that going. Be like, guys, don't forget it's Mother's Day this yeah. week. Of course, we were we're recording this the week before. Um, the week right. before it'll go out. So obviously, right. I don't think Mother's Day happens on Memorial Day weekend, which will right. be the That's weekend true. after the show comes out. That's true. Do you guys have Memorial Day weekend? I was weekend just plans? gonna say yes. We always have a party. So um, we have family and friends come for Memorial Day, and then we go to my sister's house for Labor Day. Um, then we, let's see, how do we do this? July 4th, we kind of trade. Okay. Um, we go to my sister's for Labor Day. They come to our house for Halloween. We go to their house for Thanksgiving. Okay. They come to us for New Year's. And then we don't usually see each other. The last couple of years, we've barely seen each other from January through April, except my brother, John, and his family, since they live a mile or less away. Um, because the weather's been so rotten. Yeah. Nobody's wanted to go anywhere. Well, that makes it even more fun to look forward to the spring. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, we are having a, um, so I, 
I think I've mentioned a couple of times, we moved to this neighborhood like nine months ago. It's an awesome neighborhood with a ton of young families, but it's relatively recently become that. I mean, we mm. were the most recent addition, but there's several other families that have only been here one, two, three, four years. And the houses are all about 18 years old. So um, a lot of families raise their kids here and are now downsizing or their kids are in college or whatever. So there's been this kind of shift. And I guess this, our street used to have a huge Memorial Day block party, like back in the day when it was the previous generation's families, if you will. So um, someone got the idea to bring that back this year. So um, we're going to have a neighborhood kind of block party on the Saturday. Yeah. I love block parties. And very like very young kid friendly. I think we're going to let the kids do like a bike parade, which we will just call it a bike parade. They'll just literally ride their bikes in a circle, you know, like simple, simple stuff like that. Um, so that will be, that will be fun. And we don't have to go. I always like parties that I don't have to go very far to. I love so, that. Yeah. yeah. It's simpler. Yeah. You don't have to drive anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds fun. I love the idea of a neighborhood block party. We don't really have a lot of young kids on our particular block, but I feel like if we joined up maybe with, you know, several blocks, yeah. we could it's totally luck of, do it. It is luck of the draw. We feel really lucky because there's like, we know people on the street, one street down and they're like, your street is seriously the best. I'm like, I know it is, but no, yeah. I mean, it just, it just sometimes the right combination of people and you can totally know your neighbors and be nice, but it doesn't always turn into that, like the right mix where there's really enough people to have a quorum of right. get togethers. We did, um, this is another fun little celebration, but we did a driveway movie night and we'll do more in the summer, but someone had a projector. So we just, we ordered pizza and fed the kids and let them run around. And then as soon as it was almost dark, projected a movie onto someone's driveway and the kids had sleeping bags and chairs and it was really fun. And then, you know, like our youngest couldn't make it all the way through the movie. She got too tired, but we're two doors down. So I walked her back and then Brian stayed with the kids. And so, yeah, works well. I would love to hear from people who live, um, in, in sort of city downtown area. So we live in a really small town, but we are in sort of what would have been the city center, I guess, a hundred years ago. Okay. And so a lot of the houses are old. We're on an alley. The yards are small. We have a huge front yard, but it's right on the main drag. And okay. it's not, the traffic's not terrible, but the cars go kind of fast. I mean, yeah. and so it's not a big deal for us because our kids are older and I'm, right. I'm not worried about them running out in the street. Um, right. But when we have celebrations and we have people who have smaller kids, it's like, I don't always know. I want to make people comfortable and feel good right. about their kids running around. Right. Um, and I'm thinking this year, maybe... I don't know if I can talk to the city about blocking the alley off on Memorial Day or something. There must be something. I mean, people do it all the time. Yeah, so. I think it's hard. I think it is not. I think it is. They don't let you do it. Oh, uh, <laughs> but no, but I think you should ask. But yeah. I, from what I've heard, because and we're not we don't really have a cul-de-sac either. What we have is this long street that has no cross street. So if you picture it has a main drag on one end and a main drag on the other, and then it's one long street of Mm -hmm. houses. The nice thing is most people driving on our street live on our street because there's no through, there's no, unless you were really trying to connect from this one main street to another main street, there's no point. I mean, it's, um, you don't need to use it as a throughway, and there's no cross street. So nobody's going around the block. Um, Right. But there are people who just drive like any neighborhood. There are just people who drive faster than others. So it's not a complete... Um, and our house happens to be right in the middle. So by the time you get to the middle, the really, the only reason you'd be driving to that area is to, to go to one of the houses. So we're pretty, pretty safe, but um, the backyards here are very small, just houses are close together. So people do spend a lot of time out front. And I agree. It's not, it's not easy depending on the age of the kids and how many, what, how much you've got going on. We're, we are like those people who stand in the middle of the road and we're like car. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) it sounds like it's not as busy as yours, but it's not, it's not perfect. It's not, 
it's not blocked off either. Yeah. So. Well, I almost wonder if we could move um, chairs, you know, for the adults yes. to sit in right into the alley. Mm-hmm. Because then people coming in would at least see us and slow down and we can right. get up and move if we have to. And there's not that much traffic. It's just like you said, every now and then someone comes flying down the alley. Right. And I'm more worried about the alley than the street because you don't expect it in the alley. Right. Someone to be cooking along at 35 right. miles an hour. And it's like, whoa, dude. <laughs> you know, right. And, the, you and kids don't have the same street sense no. in the alley either because it no. doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like, like a street. A street. Yeah. yeah. Well, sir, if you have any tips, send them to uh, <laughs> hello at the mom hour or leave us a comment because um, I need help. Yeah. So, well, gosh, Sarah, do we have anything else we need to cover in today's today's no, episode about I just end of think, school year? No, I think hopefully, uh, hopefully people, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys what you do to celebrate the end of school. If you're also kind of over it, or if you have a better attitude than we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think I don't I, think we have a bad attitude. We are realistic. Yes, and we'll and link to a couple a of those funnies. We'll link to a couple of those funny posts. We'll yeah. also link to, while you were talking, I was thinking about, we had Trisha from Raising Humans. Yeah. Um, did a great post last year at the Happiest Home called, it was basically just what we're talking about. Simple ways to celebrate the end of school um, and very low key, low tech, you know, keeping an eye on what's important. So I'll link to that too, because that kind of reminded me of it. All right, Sarah. Well, this has been great. Again, big thank you to Kimberly Clark and hashtag celebrate family values. Go to pickupthevalues.com to thank our sponsor. Um, Great conversation. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. And gosh, when we come back, well, will school be over? No, not for you. And actually, it'll be my last week of school. So we'll still have some something to talk about. But we're going to shift into more like summary kind of topics because that's what's on everyone's radar now. That's what everyone's thinking about. So Alrighty. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. All right. Hey, everyone. We have a favor to ask. If you are an Apple Podcasts user, can you check really quickly to make sure you're still following the Mom Hour? Apple did one of their big software updates recently, and it changed a bunch of things about how you get the podcasts you're subscribed to. If Apple Podcasts is your podcast app of choice, all you have to do is find your way to our show page and then click the little plus sign or follow in the top right corner. Thanks so much. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.